Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning once again, race fans. Hour number two of this special season finale of WGR's Fast Track live from Watkins Glen International. I'm Dave Buchanan here on WGR Sports Radio 550 here at a now very wet uh, Watkins Glen International. The Indy Lights cars are on the racetrack and the rooster tails are plenty out there as they're running their race here at the moment. I guess the good thing about the rain is I'm getting a behind-the-scenes tour of all these awesome racing haulers. We were in the Chip Ganassi hauler talking to Charlie Kimball. We were in the Dale Coyne hauler talking to Sebastian Bourdais. And now we are in the uh, palatial Firestone racing hauler with Chief Engineer Kara Adams. Kara, it's uh, Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo and WGR. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having us and we're glad to keep you out of the rain for at least a little bit. Uh, days like today uh, must make it very challenging for your crew here at Firestone. I saw the uh, the wet weather tires. They were being mounted furiously over there this morning. Yeah, each team gets five sets per weekend and almost all the teams pretty much used up one set during morning practice. So everybody will have four sets for the race. So it'll be really interesting. All of our mounting and balancing is done right here at the racetrack. So teams bring us their wheels and we put our Firestone Firehawk tires on them. Now, is that, uh, I know that the joke is, uh, to make a comparison to NASCAR, they do run rain tires for some of their road course events, but they just kind of leave theirs, you know, gathering dust in a, in a trailer somewhere. You guys use them a little bit more, but is that just something, regardless of the forecast, you come to the track loaded with enough sets of rain tires just in case? Yeah, always, well, any road or street course, we have rain tires. We have five sets per race weekend of almost all the races. Some place that might be a double header, like, like Detroit, they yeah. might have extra sets, but here we have five sets per weekend, whether it rains or not. Even to Sonoma, we're going to go to Sonoma <laughs> in a couple weeks, and we'll still have them for there. So uh, what is uh, – this morning you got up, got here to the track, take a look at everything. Um, just, was it just as soon as they got here they started mounting them, or was there a, a point reach like, all right, we're going to definitely need them today? So teams typically have a couple of sets of rain tires mounted anyway, just in case. So I think as soon as teams starting look at, looking at the weather last night, they already st had indications that they were going to put rain tires on. I think some of the effects of Harvey is what we're seeing now. And Kara, first off, or not first off, but um, how did you get to be working with the folks from uh, Firestone Chief Engineer? I'm sure that's a big role here on race day, but how did you uh, land here with, with Firestone? So I had an interest in engineering early on and I got started with the Formula SAE team in college. So that's a team where you design and build an open wheeled car. I was looking for a great company, something somebody had a you know great re history and reputation. You know, you find Firestone, who has been in racing since 1911, yep. with the very first Indy 500. The Marmon Wasp drove to victory on Firestone tires, so you can't get a better reputation than that. Yeah, I see that in all the commercials. They've they've all the Indy 500 winners are always uh, are running on Firestone tires, and uh, having a great relationship with the sanctioning body is huge. And you guys have a great partnership with IndyCar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been testing out here as soon as it was. A announced that we were coming back everybody's excited because Watkins Glen is such an iconic historic racetrack so Firestone's very glad to be here at the track 
you mentioned last year, and of course with the series coming back here, uh, how much of a challenge was it on kind of short notice? You know, after the Boston race was canceled, this was added. You had a test session, but was there a, a lot of a scrambling going on to, to come up with the right compound when you guys came back last year? Yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve, something like a Watkins Glen is not typical to some of the racetracks that we have been running in IndyCar or places like Mid-Ohio, Barber, you don't have some of the speeds, some of the sustained lateral loading. So we came with, with a, a tire last year that was pretty good for our first event, and we have a tire this year that's even more well-tuned for this particular racetrack. How much, uh, after you took a look at all the data from last year's race, uh, how big of a, a change was it when you were designing this year's tire? So this year's tire actually has a relatively small construction change in the rear. Our primary compound was a really good choice last year, and we came back with that same primary compound, and we updated our alternate compound as well. And then how, do a, uh, how does a road course tire kind of differ from maybe, say, the tires you had last week in a gateway on an oval? They're... they're similar families so some of the same compound families some we use some of the same materials and ingredients in the tires and some of the same fabrics but when we, it comes down to it there's a quite a bit difference in construction so if you have an oval you think you're always turning left you've got a lot of weight transfer that happens to the outside so you have a lot of high loads and we talked about some pretty high sustained loads here at Watkins Glen 3.5 G's for a, a long period of time so, so in some ways this is the most similar racetrack to an oval we have but the tires are actually pretty different between an oval and a road course. Kara Adams, chief engineer for Firestone, joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Uh, on, on race day, what is your role? I know uh, a lot of, uh, I'm sure you have reps that go up and down pit road, kind of monitor things, but what, where are you kind of stationed during the race? So we have a timing stand. Our Firestone timing stand is in the middle of the pit lane, and we have Firestone engineers and technician. We have one person with every two cars, so they're actually getting all the data, measuring the temperature of the tires after they come out of the car, looking at the pressures, looking at everything, and getting that information back to me. And then from there, my team can respond to see if there's anything that we can help the teams to make the cars faster or anything like that. Today there is the potential, uh, we were talking with Sebastian Bourdais, and he said, you know, it could be spotty today with the showers. Do you help the teams decide, say, all right, the track is dry enough, let's go to the reds, or let, let's go back to the dry compounds? Do you kind of, do you dictate that to the teams, or do you kind of just kind of trade information back and forth to make that decision when to take the rain tires off? So the teams have a really good sense of that, and there's no better judge on when to switch to dry tires or when to switch to rain tires than the the driver in the car, the person that's actually holding onto the steering yeah. wheel, they've got a really good sense of when it's happening. I think a lot of it is lo looking at the weather forecasts. Um, we use dark sky a lot. There's a lot of good weather forecasts to where you can see, is it going to rain again, when it's going to rain. These teams have a lot of time invested into weather prediction. And road courses obviously are bigger challenge with the weather. You're not at Gateway, you're kind, you know, ovals are a contained, contained space, whereas here at Watkins Glen, it could be bone dry here on Pitt Road, and then over in the boot, it could be pouring. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such a large racetrack and a large real estate area that you can actually have that. Places like Indianapolis, we can see that too, where mm. at Pitt Lane, it's completely dry, but somebody announces in and says, oh, over in turn, turn two, it's raining. And you have no indication that it's going to hit you until maybe three or four minutes later. Of course, uh, after today, one race left. You mentioned Sonoma, where you hopefully probably won't need the rain tires, but you take them anyway. What do you? What is your role during the off season? Uh, what do you guys? How do you? Or how do? I guess how does the calendar work? Once the last race in the book, is it just right into 2018 preparation, or how? How does that schedule work out? So we're are actually already preparing for next year. We're already looking at street course constructions. We're already looking at things that we can do for Indianapolis and other events. So as soon as the checkered flag drops on that last race of the year, we're full on looking at what 2018 will bring. 
part of the things that we're doing here at the track this weekend and every weekend we, we are, we talk to the drivers and we get their feedback about the tires. Can you tell me what you thought about the primary tires? Can you th tell me what you thought about the alternate compounds? You get those answers back and you can design the best tire for these cars. An interesting thing, you can design the absolute fastest tire for the circuit and if it's not what the drivers want are wanting to drive then it's not the best tire so that's one of the things that we look at the feedback we get yeah that's the great thing you got to balance is not only speed but just durability you want a tire that can run a long run and that's probably the biggest thing you have to balance every week yeah that and what the other thing is the the feeling of the car so i can design a tire that's very fast my team can design a tire that's very fast but if it doesn't give the driver confidence in the car or if they don't like how it corners then we can always do things to improve that and when you say design a tire is it is it tread is it different uh, whatever the rubber is made out of uh, what what is when you say design a tire what goes into that so there's first of all there's a lot of history we've got a lot of uh, the tradition of the excellence of firestone that goes into it but you also have the tread compounds you have the constructions so we design all these tires and make them in akron ohio we bring them over here our race tire engineers are working hand in hand with the passenger tire engineers that would design the, the tires that you would put on your chevy cruise yeah, that was my, my last question here. I know you got to get back to your race day prep here, but uh, the stuff you learn here at the racetrack does go into Firehawks and anything that uh, you can find on, on a street out there on, on, on the folks at home today. Yeah, that's right. You, not all of the people at home, they're not going to drive, you know, 238 miles per hour, <laughs> hopefully, but we're going to design some of those things in, some of the polymers we use, some of the testing methods we use. That technology is going to transfer over. What, what would you say is the best part about uh, getting to come to the races every, every week with the IndyCar Series? What's the best part about doing this job? So I think my favorite thing is when you get a driver that comes out of the car and says, hey, you know, those Firestone tires were excellent today. That makes me feel good. That makes my team feel good when you get that great feedback. Um, I love traveling, so the traveling is great, but really just seeing the, seeing the performance of the tires is what does it for me. Kara Adams, Chief Engineer for Firestone Racing. Thanks so much for the time here in race morning, and uh, I'll let you get back to what seems like of some bevy of activity out there as your uh, folks get ready for race day here at Watkins Glen. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dave. All right. We're inside the uh, the Firestone Hall. Mike, we're going to take a break. We're going to try and uh, dodge the raindrops and head back over to the media center. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back live with more from Watkins Glen here on WGR. Hi, this is Dylan Hart Jr., driver of the nationwide Exalta Chevrolet. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Just past 11.15 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan, scurrying my way back inside the media center and inside the uh, the radio room here at uh, the media center at Watkins Glen. As uh, it's a, it's fun doing this running around here uh, in the rain and uh, in the you know, 90 degree humidity. I'm soaking wet in more ways than one. Uh, apologize as we go off a little off format here this morning. As uh, you know, here at Watkins Glen for today's IndyCar race as uh, the Indy Lights race is uh, on the speedway, and it was uh, pretty cool being inside that uh, the Firestone hauler. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it was the, we were in the back of one of the, the Firestone haulers, and they had all these monitors. One had, you know, the, the live feed of the race, and then another was uh, timing and scoring, and they had also a, a kind of a track map screen, and it had uh, all of the, uh, where the cars were on the racetrack, kind of almost like a video game with uh, all the cars represented by little dots going around the uh, the track at at the Glen. So, again, just uh, kind of added bonus for me here. Obviously, you can't see that on the radio, but a fun little bonus of just being able to t take that in as part of the fun today here, doing all these, uh, doing this live show from the racetrack. 
Of course, coming up tonight, uh, busy, busy race day, and uh, the folks at NBCSN have been busy today. They had the Formula One broadcast. They'll have the TV coverage of today's IndyCar race, and uh, they've got uh, the nightcap, of course, at Darlington with the Southern 500, the uh, the next-to-last race of the regular season, and Kevin Harvick on the pole for today's race uh, alongside Martin Truex Jr. Uh, in row number two. It'll be Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson, all Kyle Rowe in row two, then Jamie McMurray and Brad Kozlowski, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, your top ten starters uh, for, for today, today's race at Darlington. And then other notable names in the field, Matt Kenseth rolls off 11th, Ryan Blaney 12th, uh, Clint Boyer starts 16th today, Jimmy Johnson 18th, Daniel Suarez 19th, Chase Elliott back in 20th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 22nd uh, in his, uh, of course, final Southern 500 start, uh, Casey Kane in 23rd, and uh, that's kind of it for uh, bigger names in the starting lineup for today's race. And... Uh, as we said uh, at the, the start of the show, the next last race of the regular season, and some of those guys that need to lock up their spot in the playoffs with a win, they're all starting near the front of the field, uh, like Jamie McMurray, Joey Logano, Matt Kenseth. They're all in the, the top 11. Uh, Boyer back there in 16th. So these guys um, obviously want to get a win to kind of shore up their spot in the postseason. Of course, uh, you know, McMurray, Kenseth, you know, they could probably make their – and Chase Elliott, too, can make their way in on points – but uh, if somebody else were to win, and we've talked about this before on the program, but uh, if one of those drivers that are outside of, of the, you know, kind of the, uh, way deeper in the pointings and they win, that shortens up how many guys get in on points, and that could make for some scrambling next weekend at Richmond if that were to happen. As McMurray, Elliott, and Kenseth, they're all tightly grouped together, and uh, they are just, uh, you know, they can get in on points as is. So the, either they want to win or just have someone that's already won, won here in 2017 that way they can still get in on points. But, again, you have a wild card like a Logano or someone like, uh, you know, Eric Almarola, uh, Daniel Suarez wins, Eric Jones. Uh, that could really make for uh, some tight racing next weekend at Richmond. The other fun part, of course, with the Southern 500, another throwback weekend. We, we talked about this a little bit last week on the show, but all the different throwback paint schemes, uh, you know, Harvick starting the poll today. has got a, a cool Bush beer paint scheme kind of thrown back to, to one of the ones Kale Yarborough used to race. Uh, love Ryan Blaney's uh, Wood Brothers uh, Ford Motorcraft car today. Uh, thrown back to a paint scheme that Kyle Petty drove for the Wood Brothers back in the 1980s. In fact, I, I loved it so much. They had a really cool uh, retro kind of uh, ringer T-shirt and hat deal. And I uh, bought that through the One Brothers website, and a nice little package came with a hero card, too. But I uh, had to go grab one of those shirts. I thought it was a real neat look. And, of course, Ryan Blaney is a big fan of, of all things retro as uh, he's gone fully he's fully committed to the role today. He's got the mullet. He's got the mustache. And uh, you can always find him wearing some kind of old-school racing T-shirt, it seems like. So uh, the, he, that fits in with, with, with uh, everything that he loves quite well. And uh, he's going to be... Uh, rolling off from the uh, 12 starting spot today, but I had to get one of those Wood Brothers t-shirts. I thought it was real neat. And a good deal that came with uh, the uh, New Era hat, the official New Era hat for uh, his throwback paint scheme, too. thought it was real neat. And, uh, of course, uh, the folks from New Era, well represented, not only with NASCAR, but uh, here at uh, Watkins Glen as well, too, with the IndyCar folks. Uh, they've got their uh, brand ambassadors uh, like Alexander Rossi and James Hinchcliffe. Uh, they had a, a 
event for them on Friday, and then uh, James actually even did an appearance for uh, the folks at Labatt USA, another Buffalo tie-in uh, this weekend as well, too. I thought that was interesting that uh, he did an appearance on behalf of Labatt USA with uh, his k- kind of ties to the beer world. If James Hinchcliffe has a beer named after him, uh, after him uh, brewery in the Indianapolis area na- has a beer named after James Hinchcliffe, so I thought uh, that was fun that uh, the uh, the uh, the folks... Uh, from uh, Labatt USA, but we're able to do uh, an appearance with James uh, here in the Watkins Glen area this weekend. Some interesting news this weekend out of, out of the NASCAR garage concerning race car numbers. We've had a lot of silly season with, you know, guys moving around from team to team for next season. And uh, the Hendrick Motorsports recently shoring up their lineup for uh, 2018 with, uh, you know, Dale Jr.'s retirement, Alex Bowman going to drive that ride next year and of course William Byron's going to take the seat that uh, Casey Kane is leaving after this year after they cut his contract a year short we don't know what Casey's plans are for 2018 but the folks from Hendrick uh, announcing some number changes to go along with uh, the the car changes and and I kind of an interesting swap in numbers while Jimmy Johnson of course is still going to be the 48 Alex Bowman is going to be the 88 next year when he takes over for Dale Jr. William Byron, who, of course, has been running the number nine in the, in the truck and Xfinity series and uh, has been associated with that number in his NASCAR career, he is actually going to go be number 24 next season, which, uh, of course, Jeff Gordon made famous, and then Chase has been driving for the last two years. And Chase is actually going to take Byron's number, or actually, more importantly, his dad's number, Bill Elliott. He's going to drive the number nine in 2018 for Hendrick Motorsports. Now, it's not really a team change. Uh, Chase is going to keep his team that is the 24 team this year they're just gonna put new numbers on the car for next year so he'll still have the same group uh for next season and then By- william byron will be inheriting um you know keith rod and, and what is the five team this year but they'll be car number 24 next year so uh that was kind of a little bit of a surprise announcement i get the, i guess this week uh very cool that that chase gets to drive the number nine of course he raced that uh in late models when he was uh, cutting his teeth in, in honor of his father of course but I had to make the switch once he got uh, into the Cup Series when he took over for Jeff Gordon. And then Byron, this is a, a big, I think this is a big thing they're bestowing on William, kind of almost anointing him here by putting this 24 on him. Uh, for uh, for what he's accomplished quickly in the Truck and Xfinity Series, it's pretty amazing that they're going to put the 24 on him. Not that Chase didn't deserve it when he got it two years ago. But uh, just still associate, getting to be associated with that number in NASCAR, that's a huge honor for William Byron. I am disappointed, though, in one thing with, with that Hendrick announcement, and that is um, I thought they should have ditched the 88 not, you know, for Alex Bowman and, and, and stuck with, you know, either kept the 5, which is now going away, or the 25, which was another number the Hendrick teams have used for a number of years. I mean, especially the 5. I'm, I was almost shocked to see that Hendrick will not have a number 5 car in the Cup Series next year. That is the number Hendrick, Rick Hendrick drove, or not, He his team has used since the beginning, going back to the old all-star racing days with Jeff Bodine and Greg Sachs. I mean, they've always run the number five car. Uh, Ricky Rudd drove it, won a championship with Terry Labonte. Kyle Busch, when he raced for them, drove the five. Now Casey Kane. I was shocked that they're actually not going to use the five next season in the Cup Series. And then the 25, which also has been associated with, with Hendrick, with uh, Tim Richmond and Kenny Schrader, uh, Joe Nemechek, uh, Brian Vickers, uh, Jerry Nadeau even. Um, you know, they've gotten away from using that when when uh, Dale um, 
came in and decided to be the 88 car. You know, they got away from using the 25. They did bring it back when Chase Elliott drove it uh, before he took over for Jeff Gordon. You know, he made it those few uh, starts uh, as a, uh, before his full rookie season. He drove a couple races in a 25 car for Hendrick Motorsports, but since then, uh, Hendrick has not used the number 25. So both of those numbers, iconic numbers for Hendrick Motorsports, are not going to be uh, part of their teams next season. And again, especially the five, because they've used that number for so long that they're, you know, it's kind of it's you, it's kind of weird. And, and you could say this for for sports of uh, almost every sport is is you see the single digit numbers used less and less. And part of that is you know those numbers being retired. You know, you look at the Sabers with the two for Tim Horton, the seven for Rick Martin are retired. And you know, look at some of the other hockey teams like Montreal and Toronto. They have so many retired numbers. So you see less and less athletes with those single digit numbers because they are retired or just you see a lot more of kind of numbers that you don't see. You know, you see a lot more hockey players in the 70s with numbers in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And uh, now you're seeing a a different crop of numbers in NASCAR. You won't see a five car next year, but uh, you you will see the nine car back in the Cup Series, which is kind of cool. But I just uh, found it surprising they got away from the five, and I thought maybe they could do away with the 88 since that was just a special number that they picked up for Dale Jr. that maybe they would just let that go with Dale retiring and let, Alex have the five or the 25. So just some uh, interesting announcement this week from Hendrick Motorsports and one of those s- funny things uh, tied into the uh, business uh, of the sport with sponsors and teams and numbers. I guess that's just one of the fascinating things uh, with the uh, the with NASCAR and, and racing in general with n- numbers and sponsors and everything and st- stuff that you kind of overthink maybe a little bit in the sport, but uh, still fun to talk about. Uh, when we get back here on Fast Track, we're live here still from Watkins Glen. But since this is the last two segments of the season, there's still a lot of great racing uh, locally in Western New York and Southern Ontario, and we want to talk a little bit about it. So we're going to catch up with uh, Joe Scott from the Race of Champions Modified Series and, and highlight some of the big season-ending events here in local racing. Uh, so you hit them up while these last few weeks of uh, the season here in West New York. We'll do that when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR. Hi, this is Matt Kenseth, driver of the DeWalt Toyota. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Matt Kenseth could use a win tonight at Darlington to sure up his spot in the postseason, and maybe someday we'll find out what he's going to do next year as he still doesn't have a ride for uh, 2018. It's 11.33 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan, WGR's Fast Track, live from Watkins Glen International for today's uh, Verizon IndyCar Series race. Alexander Rossi on the pole for today's race, which will likely be run under wet conditions as uh, things... Uh, we're luckily now inside the nice dry media center here at Watkins Glen, but it was uh, raining uh, pretty good when we uh, ducked in from uh, out of the rain here after uh, making a, a spin through the garage area, talking to some folks, uh, Charlie Kimball, Sebastian Bourdais, Kara Adams from Firestone, lots of great people to talk to. Uh, and uh, thank you for dealing, uh, playing along with us this morning. I had to take a little couple extra breaks there just so I could get to where I needed to be for all these pre-scheduled interviews. But uh, thanks for listening this morning as we close out the season. Uh, it's interesting for us here in Western New York. You, of course, have the race at Watkins Glen today for the IndyCar Series, but also not far from here up at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. You know, you've got uh, the Truck Series up there for their what has also become their Labor Day tradition running up at uh, Mostport, Canadian, Mo- Canadian Tire Motorsports Park up in Bowmanville, Ontario. And uh, Andre- Austin Sidrick winning the poll for that race today at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Justin Haley will start second. Kaz Grala 
Parker Kligerman, Christopher Bell, Noah Gregson, John Hunter Nemechek, Matt Crafton, Ben Rose, Johnny Sauter. Uh, top 10 starters for that race today. That's at 2.30. Uh, Alex Tagliani's in the race today. He starts 12th. Uh, uh, great Canadian driver's got some experience in the IndyCar series, of course. Uh, DJ Kennington, another uh, great Canadian racer, starts 17th. Uh, one interesting name not in the fields from Canada, of course, uh, Stuart Friesen. Uh, they've chosen to uh, not race uh, at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park this weekend as uh, they continue to uh, dial in their program. They've also made some other changes behind the scenes, uh, parting ways with uh, Tommy Baldwin and uh, also firming up their partnership with uh, Gallagher Motorsports uh, as well, too, for next season. But uh, I... I be curious if, if any race fans out there, Western New York, if you maybe had to decide between going to the truck race today or going to the IndyCar Series race, which one you chose. If you were thinking about that or, or maybe you made that decision, uh, feel free to send us a tweet uh, at Fast Track 550 if you chose IndyCar over trucks or vice versa. Uh, or maybe you chose neither because you looked at the forecast for today. Uh, let's go to the AT&T hotline, though, and bring in from uh, the Race of Champions Modified Series as they get ready to start some busy weeks here during the month of September. Joe Scott Nicky joins us one, once again. Joe, good morning. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Uh, hope you're staying dry. Yeah, staying. we're luckily dry now here inside the Media Center, and uh, hopefully it stays nice and dry after today here in Western New York because we've got some, and uh, Northwestern Pennsylvania, I should say, because you've got some big races coming up with the Race of Champions Modified Series, including uh, this Thursday night at, down at the State Line Speedway for the Dirt Sportsman Series. But then your, your Pavement Modified Series has its two biggest events of the year uh, coming up the last two weekends in September with the U.S. Open at Lancaster, and then, of course, uh, Presque Isle Downs Casino uh, Race of Champions Weekend at Lake Erie Speedway. Yeah, we sure do. It's a uh, it's a busy uh, busy month for us. Uh, obviously, you mentioned State Line on Thursday, uh, great event for some uh, local and regional racers. And then um, we actually start off our Sportsman Series too uh, on asphalt on the fifteenth uh, at Delaware Speedway in London, Ontario, near London, Ontario. And then um, you know, obviously, the tradition of the U.S. Open, and then the uh, the finale at uh, Lake Erie, which uh, should be a great event. <clears throat> yeah, that, a new location for the Race of Champions weekend. It had been, you know, going back to the mid-90s when Alex Friesen and, and others brought it to the Oswego Speedway and, and kind of saved the Race of Champions event after uh, it was starting to, to run out of places. It had been at Flemington for a few years but was in need of a, kind of a, a new home, and, and they picked it up and took it to Oswego where it ran for 20 years. But it seemed like the, the time is right to bring it to a new venue, and, and a lot of folks are really excited about uh, what they're going to get at Lake Erie later this month. Yeah, uh, you know, Oswego was a, a great home for the event. Um, it, it just, it just, with Oswego's schedule and, and all the things that they're trying to do, it became it became wedged in between a few things that were, just didn't make sense. So uh, we went out and looked around, and uh, uh, the, the, the city of Erie and the Erie Sports Commission uh, made us a tremendous uh, – offer an opportunity uh, along with Lake Erie, which is a, you know, a $15 million ultra modern facility that, that uh, would rival some of the, the national series short tracks that, that are out there. Um, so it, it brings it back to a stage that, uh, that truly, you know, will, everybody will feel like they're special. Um, and, and that's what the race of champions is supposed to be about. That weekend is, is supposed to be uh, special. You know, we've moved it back to conclude the season. It's, it's 
been moved around in, in recent years and tried on different dates, but it really needs to be the finale and, and crown the series champion, crown the event champion for the 67th time. And, um, you know, we just, we just hope that uh, everyone uh, comes out and has a great weekend at Erie. And obviously a lot of folks are excited about it because of how competitive the place is with the kind of they have that uh, progressive banking there at Lake Erie, uh, three-eighths mile oval. And we've seen it uh, last season with uh, the race Will Thomas won and a little bit different race this year that when, when Matt Hirschman won it. But still the uh, the propensity for, for side-by-side racing, uh, maybe compared to us, you're going to see a lot more of it at Lake Erie. And it, ma- it makes for some great racing. Yeah, the the – the track itself is conducive to giving uh, giving everyone an opportunity to work their way to the front. Um, and what I'm saying there is, it's just it's a really raceable place, and guys can search around and, and find the line that they're looking for and, and the the grip they're looking for. I, I remember the Will Thomas race in uh, in 2016, and you know before before halfway he was mired back midway in the pack and mm-hmm. he found a, a line on the bottom and you know within 30 laps he was was knocking on the door of the leader and, and then uh obviously won the race and uh you know this year matt hirschman and, and tommy catalano and george scora had, had an epic battle on, until things got sorted out and uh i don't see it being any different when we get there uh at the end of september and it is a, a jam-packed weekend. It starts uh, Thursday with practice and uh, a big party to kick off the weekend with some live music. And then Friday, you've got the uh, the Sportsman Series in action. And then Saturday, of course, the Modified 250. And you've got a lot of other great division lumped in there, too. The the Race of Champions Late Models, Super Stocks. You're going to have the, the Street Stocks from Lancaster. Uh, there's going to be uh, tons of great racing throughout the weekend with the support divisions as well. Yeah, we're trying to give everybody... Uh you know, that festival feeling and, and, you know, bring it back to, uh, bring it back to a grassroots celebration of, of what we do week in and week out with the weekly short tracks. And, um, and then obviously close it out with, with that big, uh, the big modified race. But, uh, you know, after we did Oswego last year, a lot of folks approached us and, and talked about different things. And, uh, we're, we're giving them the opportunity to uh, help make it happen, and, and that's why we've kind of changed up the the, uh, the divisions a little and, and given some folks some opportunities. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a big four-cylinder race that uh, the Pennsylvania State Troopers have come on board to help us out with, and uh, uh, that's going to be kind of neat for those guys. And uh, Lancaster Street Stocks put on a whale of a show there in June, and um, it's a traditional late model track, so that's pretty cool. And uh, you know, the sportsmen in the super stock divisions, uh, there doesn't need to be much said about them. It's just exciting racing, and it's going to be yeah. an exciting weekend. Of course, you'll have all the, the familiar drivers that follow the ROC series there. Patrick Emling looking to defend his series championship. Chuck Hosfeld, who's a staple of Western New York modified racing. Tommy Catalano, George Scora, uh, Mike Mike Leedy, of course, too, the, the great young talent on the series. But uh, is there going to be some other names looking that we might look forward to to being in the field there at Lake Erie later this month? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, back in uh, back in June, uh, Zane Diner and a couple others came out and tested the waters, you know, with the intention of uh, of racing the 250. Um, I've talked a couple times to Will Thomas. 
I know he sold his car, but uh, from what I understand, he will be able to to drive it in the 250. Uh, I, I would look for Bobby Holmes to come back uh, there. Uh, Johnny Kay is uh, who is a New England runner with the uh, MRS is. Uh, cast his uh intentions to run it and he's actually coming all the way from south florida so um yeah you know andy zeus is a guaranteed uh starter so i think you're going to see a um a variety of competitors as well as the the stars that the the series has really uh done a, a great job building uh through the last two years uh, last thing before we let you go, Joe, uh, we mentioned off the top, the race at State Line on Thursday night, just uh, 10 bucks for general admission. What what time does the show get started there Thursday night with uh, the 602 Crate Sportsman? I think we've lost Joe. Mike, am I still on the air? Okay, I'm still here, but I just want to make sure I didn't lose my connection, but apparently we've lost our connection with Joe. But uh, we'll wrap that up there. I apologize for the technical delay. Uh, but it's just uh, I think it starts 730 uh, Thursday night there at the, uh, the State Line Speedway in Jam- uh, near Jamestown. Uh, they've got a big weekend, uh, not only Thursday, but they've got big shows Friday and Saturday, too. Uh, big weekend of racing there at the, the State Line Speedway. First first of the many big uh, end-of-year multi-day events. Almost every track now seems to, to have one of these. You've got... Uh, State Line show coming up this weekend. You've also got the uh, the Sportsman Super Dirt Car Series swinging through the region ne- uh, this coming weekend with Ransomville Friday, Merrittville on Saturday, and uh, Humberstone on Sunday. That's next weekend. You go into the following weekend, you've got King of the Hill at Ransomville Friday and Saturday with uh, big races for their Sportsman Division, 100 lapper for the street stocks. Uh, Genesee Speedway now has, has got a big race weekend um, for for that weekend too, the weekend of uh, the 16th and the 17th, they're running Saturday and Sunday with uh, big monies for the the late models and and their street stocks, and then uh, the the uh, you know and then the following weekend is U.S. Open weekend at Lancaster, which is uh, you know the biggest uh, racing party in Western New York with. Uh, uh, practice on Friday, then Saturday you've got the Sportsman 75 Lapper. That's also part of the uh, the Race of Champions Sportsman Series now too. And then Sunday I think is a real cool kind of uh, almost throwback style program because it's just three divisions and it's, it's three of the divisions that have been around the longest, and that's the modifieds, the late models, and the street stocks. It's a great uh, a three day show. Um, there at Lancaster for the U.S. Open, and then, of course, close it out at Lake Erie Speedway with uh, Presque Isle Downs Casino Race of Champions Weekend. You can get your tickets for uh, Race of Champions Weekend at LakeErieSpeedway.com. Tickets are, are available now. Uh, also, the, the camping, I believe, is also available at the uh, on the Lake Erie website. Those are re- reserve spots, so you, if you plan on camping that weekend, you might want to get that uh, locked up as well. Uh, we get back our final segment of the year. We will uh, run through so the local racing results. A few shows got rained out yesterday, but still some results to talk about. Some champions to crown as well, too. And uh, we'll come back with the final segment of the year, Fast Track, here on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan here for my friends at Batavia Downs. And real quick, I just want to say thank you again to Ryan and all the folks at Batavia Downs Gaming for supporting Fast Track once again here in 2017. I think this is year three that uh, they've been a sponsor of the program and, and doing these commercials for them. So I just want to say a big thank you to uh, all the folks at Batavia Downs for being our uh, sponsor once again here on Fast Track for this season. Uh that being said, support those that support this program and be sure to stop out to Batavia Downs Gaming, see why they're the area's premier entertainment destination. Of course, 
They've got uh, the awesome video game machines on the inside. They've got the harness track and the horse racing outside that you can watch and place wagers on. And, of course, now you can even uh, spend the night there at the brand-new hotel they have there at Batavia Downs Gaming. Uh, those video game machines, they've got hundreds of them, all your favorite uh, titles and, and uh, movie games and TV games. Uh, and they're putting new ones in all the time there at Batavia Downs. And, of course, my favorite part about Batavia Downs, and this is the best time of year, is to head to 34 Rush because that's Thurman Thomas's sports bar and it's football season, so you know what that means. Lots of football on the weekends to watch, and you could probably catch every game there at Batavia Downs and all the HD TVs, uh, both pro and college. Uh, they'll have all the games, and I'm sure they've got the big 15-foot projection screen for the big games on the weekends too. So uh, catch all your favorite sports inside Batavia Downs and inside 34 Rush Thurman Thomas' Sports Bar. Batavia Downs is open every day from 8 a.m. until 4 a.m. You can't miss them. They're right off the thruway exit 48 in Batavia. And for more information, be sure to check out their Facebook on Twitter for update on the latest promotions and find out why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination and tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. Time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. Ah, the last one of the year. Our final local racing run. It was our Friday night, Lancaster Dragway, and it was Brian Hitchcock in top eight. His second win in a row. Billy Lieber in a dragster, not the bad banana, got the win in top ET. Keith Banis, his second straight win in mod ET. Lucas Salemi in bikes and sleds. Mason Fix in street. Aaron Aztec got the win in the uh, the Buffalo Street Outlaws. So did uh, Rachel Jewell. She got the win in the, in the Buffalo Street Outlaws as well. Uh, coming up this Friday night at Lancaster, they've got Alcohol Funny Cars. They've got their Pro Modified Shootout on Tuesday, September 12th. That's two big races for them to, uh, as they get towards the end of their season. Lancaster Stock Cars continue this Saturday night with Season Championship Night, and then they have U.S. Open Weekend. Freedom Motorsports Park. Uh, Matt Williamson, after finishing up the track championship at Lernerville, had a Friday night free. He went down to Freedom and got his 14th win of the year overall between Lernerville, Merrittville, and Freedom. He got the win over Adam Hilton and Billy Van Pelt in the Modifieds. Adam Hilton got the track championship. Kyle Inman getting the Sportsman feature win. Brad Rouse finished second, but he did lock up the championship in the Sportsman at Freedom. Dennis Cummings in, Cummings in the street stocks. Mini stocks went to Billy Weller. Freedom has a big show coming up on uh, September. Well, actually, this Friday night, they've got the Patriots Sprints. And then September 16th, they've got a big show uh, with the ULMS Super Late Models and their Modifieds as uh, they're kind of picking up the baton for Little Valley Speedway. Little Valley canceled their event that weekend, so Freedom kind of picked up the reins to that show. And uh, so they'll have, they got two big shows to close out their season at um, – at Freedom Motorsports Park. Ransomville Speedway on Friday night. Eric Rudolph won the 50-lap modified feature, but Ryan Soucy locked up his third straight track championship in the modifieds. Uh, in the uh, sportsman, Derek Borkenhagen led every lap and held off Chris Bjork to get the win. Matt Farnham locked up the track championship. Brandon Sherwood got the win in the street stocks. Um, in the four-bangers, Chris Leone got the win, and Cam Tuttle got his fifth win of the year in the uh, novice sportsman. Genesee Speedway on Saturday night. Uh, Russ Prentice Memorial for the late models win went to Zach Carley Dave Dubois locked up the track championship Bryce Davis won the Terry Pangrazio Memorial Crate late model feature J.J. Mazur locked up the track championship in that division Ray Smith won the sportsman feature over Andrew Smith and Austin Soucy Kyle Inman locked up the track championship Mike Jackson in the street stocks Dante Mancuso in the mini stocks and Jessica Schledy I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right got the win in the bandit feature 
at Genesee Speedway. Holland Speedway, they got the George Decker Memorial in, and it sounded like it was an exciting finish as Scott Wiley got by George Scora the third on the final lap to get the win. It was Wiley, then Scora, Andy Jankowiak, Jimmy Zacharias, and Sam Fallone in the top five. Tommy Catalano locked up the uh, track championship. That gives him both titles at Spencer and Holland for 2017 in the sportsman cars. Jacob Gustafson got the Hornet feature win at Holland. Jake Wiley and the Chargers. Nick Welshens won the track championship. Kyle Hutchinson won the TQ Midget feature. Dave Wallaber won the track title. Bryce Norton in the Legends. And Madman Marty Hughes won another figure eight race there at the Holland Speedway as they wrap up their season. Well, they've got uh, still Crash-O-Rama this weekend. But uh, interesting what the future will look like there at Holland Speedway with the track up for sale and uh, who will be uh, running it for uh, next year there at the Holland Speedway. If the, if the Bennett family will still be in charge or if uh, they will find a, a buyer during the uh, off season. Merrittville rained out last night, a rare rain out for the folks at uh, Merrittville. Uh, that allowed Chad Brockman to lock up the Modified Track Championship. Brad Rouse won the uh, Sportsman Track Championship. And Dave Bigley won the Street Stock champ, the Hoosier Stock Championship there at Merrittville. So he's got track titles already at Humberstone and Ashwiken. And tonight he'll be at the Humberstone Speedway. And if he can win the championship there, it'll be the second year in a row that Dave Bailey and that uh, Brewster Baker paint scheme car uh, will win three track championships in a row. He did it, three tracks in one year. He did it last year with... Uh, Ashwick and Merrittville and Humberstone, and uh, he could do it tonight at Humberstone as well, too. Um, of course, they call him six-pack because of the Brewster Baker paint scheme, and he'll have a six-pack of championships in two years over there in sun, uh, southern Ontario. Uh, Humberstone is in action tonight. They've got the uh, the Trevor Wilkins Memorial for the Sportsman tonight, and then they've got the Sportsman Super Dirt Car Series next week. I had a blast uh, last Sunday at Humberstone. Went, took uh, the family, the wife and uh, daughter, and we had a great time watching the the Pete Costco Memorial for the Modifieds and a great battle between Mike Bowman and Eric Rudolph and Matt Williamson with uh, Mike Bowman getting the win. He won both races, uh, Modified races, last weekend at Humberstone. So that was uh, great to see uh, the folks at Humberstone having a, another good year, and, and thanks to them for having us out last Sunday. And uh, getting a chance to just watch the races instead of having to work at the racetrack was fun just getting to watch it with my family there uh, on Sunday night. So, again, lots of great racing is, is throughout the month of September and you get into October. Uh, Wyoming County Speedway, they've got their big modified races coming up, uh, including this Saturday. And they've got their big modified race the weekend of October 14th and 15th. Uh, Super Dirt Week is back at Oswego. That's also a Columbus Day weekend. So really, the you, although we're going off the air, plenty of local racing over the next month and a half, uh, along with, of course, the uh, playoffs starting in NASCAR. So be sure to uh, stay with us on social media throughout the offseason, uh, Fast Track 550 and Facebook.com slash WGR Fast Track. Uh, with the bill schedule, I'm not sure if we're going to get one of those bye week or you know, one of those uh, free Sundays to do a show in the playoffs, like sometimes we have the last couple of years. Uh, I think their bye week is week six, so maybe that weekend. But uh, stay tuned. We'll have it on social media if we have any kind of postseason editions of Fast Track. I think their uh, their Monday night game isn't until later in the year, so uh, I'll have to take a look. But stay tuned to our social media if we do have any postseason editions of the program. If not, hopefully we'll be back in February. But thank you so much for listening. This is our 11th season on the air 10th anniversary of our first show and our 11th season on the air here on wgr thank you to alan davis for giving us this little 
morsel of airtime every Sunday. Thank you to Mike Jafari, who runs the board just about every week, and thanks for a great job here once again with these live shows from Walk on the Glen. I appreciate all your efforts back uh, behind the control board. And, again, we'll talk to you uh, hopefully next February. Also, be sure to uh, follow us uh, on social media today. We'll have live updates from the track, live reports, and uh, some post-race information, too, on WGR550.com. So thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest of the racing season and a great offseason, and hopefully we'll talk to you next year here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.